When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. One pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make them need to run. That's Lord Taylor! Trash, CMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise and shine with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's Rule 76. I got terrible news for you. I mean, absolutely horrendous news for you you out there in Radio Land. RJ unwell. He's sick. He's out today. I asked Raymond about, I don't know, two and a half minutes ago, who's actually doing the Thursday Open. His response, yeah, you know what? There's no Thursday Open. I I mean, I can't even believe it. Rothenberg Grossi here with you, 98.7 ESPN. Dan, I'm sorry. I, I feel a way about this. This is terrible news. So you didn't waste any time, basically, just running over Ray Santiago. I'm not running over Ray Santiago. Hi, hi. Have you met Dave? Dan? I'm not. I'm not this running anybody over. No, I think you I said mean, Ray. You you basically pointed to Ray and said, and Ray's like, "Well, I'm throwing my hands up in the air. And we're not doing it." I, I can't believe it though. I mean, it's a staple of the show. I mean, pe- people wake up 5:59 Thursday mornings to hear the Thursday open. I said to Ray, "Thursday open." He goes, "You know what? I made a decision. We're not doing the Thursday <laughs> this open." Is, this is pulling the curtain back. Is what Dave's doing right now. Well, why, why have a curtain? Yeah. Let's do the show without the curtain. At intermission, you get to watch them all walk <laughs> ignore around. Ignore that. Yeah. Ignore that man behind the curtain. Yeah. Ignore him. There's no curtain. We don't even have a curtain. Why have a curtain? Not People a want you. to be in behind whatever curtain. No. Let forget the curtain. Eliminate the curtain. I can't I am taken aback by this. I I honestly am. That well, there's sh- no Thursday open. Why? Why? It's what we do. It's on th- like, on it, Thursdays. If, it's what we do on Thursdays. I mean, if, if you if you tune in seven forty five on a Wednesday and you don't hear Stump Rothenberg, you're like, wait, what what's going on in the world? And what day is it? Yeah. You 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 tune in on a Tuesday, seven forty five, you don't hear CMT or CMT on the verge of happening. What's happening? Right? Thursday, 6 o'clock, you get the open. It's not here. All hell breaks loose. But there was a decent chance that it might not happen because Rick hasn't been here all week. It doesn't matter. I mean, you can ask Raymond. Rick not being here, Ray takes takes charge. and he Ray does takes the, the baton, usually. He, he takes the baton and he runs anchor and he run, he does the Thursday open. Is that accurate, Ray? Eh, usually. Okay. Not, not, not an eh, usually. Raymond, be honest with me now. Last time we didn't have a Thursday open was? Oh, boy. I... I couldn't even tell you. I would have to say it was probably a Thursday. Yes. It was most likely <laughs> Right, yes. Most yes. likely a Thursday. But point is, Dan, I'm now out of my listen, element. Listen, we, we, we are on, on special circumstances today. Well, I don't know okay, let me, let me well, ask he's you. Got, look, there's, he's got, there's, no, there's, no, there's no RJ. In man. fairness to Ray. In fairness to Ray. Right. right. No RJ. And this was kind of like a last minute thing. Like, we all got the text like the, late at night. And, the, and RJ will be fine. Yeah. And he, he needs a day to just recover. There were adjustments that needed to be made. Adjustments last that needed to be made. Bauer's here, by the way. Bauer, we love Bauer. Bauer's here. By, by the way, I've got I've got two games to worry about tonight. And and I still don't. 
uh-huh. know whether or not we're doing this breakfast thing after the show well, today. Well, no, it's, it's off. That was, yeah, that was my next thing. Yeah, it's off. And, 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 and you hear the way he talks, this breakfast thing. So he's too good for the open. He's too good for the breakfast thing. Well, no, here's what happened. Before you got here, we were talking about that because I extended the invitation to Tom because Tom had no idea about the breakfast. Right. So I said, Tom, I know you got a lot going on today, but you got some time to kill. You're more than happy to tag along to the breakfast. So then, minute before the show starts, we're in here, and I said to you, I was like, so what do you think about the status of this meal? Is it happening today? You're like, oh, no, it's not happening today. Well, I mean, so R- Ray R- didn't know that. Okay, but RJ not being here, I think, eliminates And we the, talked the about that. Yeah, yeah we, it felt 100%. like we were heading, heading in that direction. I don't know. All right, we'll, we'll get over it. We'll still put on a good show today, but I, it's off to a, a rocky start. I'll How about that. Bauer, by the way? You want to give some credit to Tom Bauer? Why would he do? Well, th- again, all last minute. Right. Right. Worked the K show yesterday. Right. That so goes till 630. 6.30. Yeah. He's way down South Jersey. Gets home at about 8.30, he says. And like an hour later, he's asleep. And then he's up, you know, a couple hours after that back into the city here. All right. You listen, I mean, you commend him, but oh, he's yeah. like 24 years old. Well, it doesn't matter. He, he's, he's, he's got a life. He's grown. But. One night, one day, if this was his life, if his life was you work, you know, into the evening and then show up the next day every week. Yeah. Well, one day. But he doesn't live around the corner. You know what type of work day he has scheduled today? Because he's got other things he has to get. So to. he has another job. Oh, that my he's going God. To yeah, after he'll this? be in the city until like the 11 o'clock news. Well, well, you know what? When he when he gets his paycheck next Thursday and he doesn't know what to do with all the money. Now you'll know why. Tom, do you get paid on Thursday? Is that accurate? Yeah. He gets paid every every other Thursday, right? Yeah, that's correct. See? When did Thursday become the Friday? I don't know. Like, that's just what they do. They do who's they? Just <laughs> they, they that's what they the do. The workforce. Yes, the okay. people that run the workforce pay you every other Thursday. So we got some stuff today. Yeah, you, you, you think? Well, I know it. I mean, this Kodai Senga injury is just I mean, I guess well, not injury, arm fatigue. Here's my question for you. <laughs> <laughs> you, do, do you really do you really need the answer? No, I mean, no, like, no. Do you, don't you know which way it's going to go? Latest on Julius Randle, Glaber mm-hmm. Torres, you know, forever Yankee, right? Most valued franchise. We got, we got stuff to do today. But why is this? Why, like the negative connotations? Yesterday it was all about Judge and the fact that he's got this toe issue that they're going to have to maintain for right. the rest of his life. Today it's going to be Senga. It's going to be Julius Randle. Like why all these like injury things already? And it's only February. Well, Julius Randle happened. Well, that one happened dur- dur- right. dur- during the season. Here's what I don't understand, mm-hmm. and and you're I look at you as a bright man. I'd like you to tell me what in fact I'm missing. This is the beginning stages of spring training. Right. They've done nothing. Mm-hmm. He probably hasn't done a lot of throwing since September, may, maybe some early parts of October. In the Japanese culture, you don't pick up a baseball the entire offseason. Is that right? Yeah, it's frowned down upon if you do. How does he have arm fatigue? I don't know that, by the way. I'm making it up. Oh, is that right? Yeah. All right. How, uh, how how does he have arm fatigue? I don't I don't fatigue from what? How how are we sitting here? It's now February twenty second, and he's unable to throw because he has arm fatigue. This concerns me greatly. It should, and, and not only that. Like remember we talk about history, right? We were talking about that the other day in regards to some team or something. When it comes to the Mets, like when you heard that yesterday, you might as well go ahead and and, and book the surgery. Right, you might as well go ahead and reserve the operating right. room for for whatever Tommy John type of ailment that he's going to need, or some type of shoulder reconstruction or whatever it is. Like you just you you you're you're conditioned to think the worst. And with the Mets, let's be real, a lot of people are down. I know that like on the K show, they're screaming about it every single day about that. And Michael, that the Mets didn't do a lot this offseason. They didn't. He's not wrong. Right. I mean, it's all well and good, but. Now you looked at Senga, who was supposed to be the quote-unquote anchor of this staff. Now, right. I in a perfect world, championship-caliber teams, playoff teams, like, I don't look at Senga 
based on his body work so far, as a true ace number one. He hasn't done enough yet. F- fair, but when you look at the the Mets rotation, oh, he was he was going to have to he's be the best starter, right? But right. in a perfect world, I want him as as no sure. better than a two. Hell, but there's maybe nothing even about where the Mets are right now that you look at as a perfect world, right? So right now, I mean, you hear that news yesterday if you're a Met fan. And opening – who do they play opening day? I don't even know who they play opening day. Is it Milwaukee? They're home to, I think, Milwaukee Something on odd. Thursday the 28th. 28th, yes. Right. So, I mean, get ready for either like a Sean Manaya or like a Luis Severino opening day. Great. It can't be Manaya. Why can't it be? Remember, because, because the, the, Tyler I'm, McGill like was an opening day starter. For, Mets have had some weird, because of circumstances, like weird opening day starters in the last – It's going to be years. Severino or it's going to be Jose Quintana. Well, who knows what's going to happen to them? You know, like I said, we haven't even played a spring training game yet, and your and your ace is potentially down. Right. But, no, it's not good news. And the thing about Seng is this. If you remember before he even joined the Mets last year, remember there were some issues, like, with the elbow when you looked at the pictures and they were doing all their background work on him? There were some things that maybe didn't look 100% there. So that's number one. Number two, the majority of last season, he pitched on extra rest. Because they wanted to keep him acclimated still to, like, what he did in Japan, where it's every six days, not every five or whatever. And then the other thing which I forgot about is now he incorporated a slider into his repertoire. Could that possibly be screwing up his arm a little bit? Because, remember, when you hear about all these issues happening with arms, a lot like when Jacob deGrom had all those things. Why? Because he threw a slider 90-plus miles an hour. I wonder if that is playing any sort of a role in this type of issue he's having with his own. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm gonna, I can't put my finger on, on what the rationale or reasoning is behind the, the I don't want to say injury, behind the, the you know fatigue. All I know is we're sitting here. We're not even to March. The guy hasn't done anything. He shows up for spring training and there's arm fatigue. If that doesn't raise all the white flags. Yeah, we talked yesterday. And by the way, something is wrong with some of the people that listen to the show. You think so? Ma- many of you. Salt of the earth, the greatest. But I'm getting emails last night, and they're saying, you better you better go after this whole Senga story in the same you know manner that you went after the judge story. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, duh. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a moron. Like, I understand that the judge thing is a big deal, that he says this is something that needs to be managed probably forever, and that's a completely separate story from the fact that the Mets' ace of their staff is suffering from arm fatigue before we've gotten to March 1. Well, I think people actually feel, and, and, and think they, they legitimately feel this, which is a sad commentary on their lives, that just because you and I aren't Yankee fans, that we took the opportunity yesterday to just talk about an injury potentially to, let's see, I don't know, maybe one of the two or three most significant players did, in here, all of baseball. The, here's the thing. Did and we, we took glee in that, and did, we just belabored well, it because well, we're not well, Yankee whether, fans. Whether you think that we took glee in it or not. Well, I didn't take glee. I don't celebrate injuries. No, okay? why, look, this is here's the other thing, too. Like, this is our job. we got to talk about the Yankees for the next seven, eight months or whatever it is. You really think that it's going to be more fun to talk about the Yankees and to make our job easier if there's no Aaron Judge? Well, whether it's Aaron want Judge hurt? or not, we didn't make up the story. It's a legitimate story. It, it, it deserves attention. It deserves to be discussed. So you, the, the only reason you feel like this is because you're a Yankees fan and you're upset with the fact that you have the same concern right that that's the truth and but but that's that's irrelevant to this story this story gives you legitimate concern I mean I don't know what the Mets are going to be anyway this season and we look and they told us 2024 you know w- without telling us is it we're, we're going to be punting on 2024 basically and we're going to go after it in 2025 a lot of people thought yeah that's that they said that so Scherzer would get out of here and they traded Verlander and they tried to revamp the farm system no uh, they meant it. Stearns is going to get his feet wet here by kind of slowly building the team that he wants. But you thought you'd do that with Senga, and now you're uncertain at his availability if and when. And 
Again, I think it's a major concern. He's going to undergo imaging, which always terrifies you. And here we go. February 22nd, here we are. I guess they miss Billy Epler now, because if anybody knew how to manage the uh, injured list. He's not, he's not allowed to uh, Billy manage the injured no, list. No, he can't now. manage anything no. anymore. Well, well, it's funny with the Mets, because, and like I said, I mentioned the, the K show and all the stuff they were talking about. Look, I've realized... So they were, they were killing the Mets for just lack of spending. Yeah, for not spending. But right. here's the thing. Like, realistically, there are expectations for the upcoming season. Like, Arizona made the playoffs last year with 84 wins. The Mets were a, 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 a colossal failure last year. Colossal. Like, it didn't matter who was in the lineup, what the payroll was. They were just bad, period. So it doesn't take a hell of a lot more than that even, just to even stay relevant, Dave, into September. And if you are even in the 500 ballpark come September. You're right there. You're in the mix. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a million wild cards in Major League Baseball. So so let me, let me paint a picture here for the Mets. Mm-hmm. Just to even have a respectable season to keep you entertained. Remember, you stopped watching the Mets in July last year probably, right? There was no reason to watch them anymore. But just to even have a, a, a pulse later in the season. Alonzo's a good player, correct? Alonzo's a very good player. You got Francisco Lindor, good player. Yep. If, and I say if, Starling Marte is healthy. He's one year removed from an all-star season, really good player. Very good player. Nimmo's a good player, very right? Very good, excellent player. Jeff McNeil is a year removed from a batting title. Mm-hmm. And Jeff McNeil's trend in his career, by the way, is like good year, bad year, good year, bad year. So he's due for a good season this year. Alvarez, an up-and-coming stud behind the plate, you yes. hope. Oh, by the way, something else that nobody is talking about. You are getting back, arguably, the best closer in baseball, too. Yeah, that you so, didn't so have what, what I see year. happening here is you painting a, a beautiful picture of what the Mets could be. I'm not saying they're going to win the World Series. No, can, can they compete is, for a playoff spot? Absolutely. absolutely. Abso- ab- can they be a 500-ish team and then go 9-1 you know, go and one in the last thing? Absolutely. And I'm good with that. As a fan, a, 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 you're good with as that. As am I, but I'll tell you this sitting here, that knowing what, what I learned yesterday— I like their chances considerably less, knowing that there's arm fatigue and there's some kind of an issue going on with, with Sega. Now, if it turns out in two weeks he's fine, he's back, he's there for opening day, great. But I don't feel I upside for the Mets, and you'd agree with this, is compete for a wild card spot. Maybe grab a wild card spot, right? Is that the upside for the Mets? Absolutely. The upside for the Mets to to me, to me, this morning is not as good as the upside to me to the Mets was yesterday morning. Correct. Now, let's take it another direction. Let's just say, worst case scenario, Mm-mm. he's going to miss significant time. And when I and I'm not talking about even surgery, like out for the season. I'm saying, let's say if it's you know two three months, sure, whatever, which is almost Rest it, you almost can't deal with that. Don't pick up a baseball, right? Do you then reevaluate things if you're the Mets because you have two very good? I don't want to say great, but good. Two very good. I think very good free is very agent fair. starting pitchers who were still out there in Montgomery how, and Snell. How can you not? How can you not? Well, how- then that goes back to. How much do you really want to win this year? Well, I think you want to at least compete this year. No, no? I'm not saying to you. I'm talking about to the hierarchy, Steve Cohen, David Stern. Well, I, I'm, I'm talking about that. Like, like you got to figure they want to compete, no? You they, do they want to, to revisit where they were last year and be a team that can't win any baseball games and be done in July? Like, I don't want to hear about pitching depth either. Like, because, I mean, you, when you hear about the pitching depth, what, David Peterson, Tyler McGill? Oh. I mean, these guys aren't difference makers. So right now, if Senga's not going to be there, you mean to tell me— what starting pitcher, based on what you have now in your rotation, do you have the most faith in if it's not going to be Kodai Quintana. And how sad is that? It's very sad. That was your fifth starter last it's year. Ve- who missed the bulk of the season last year. It's very sad. Well, I have none in Severino. No. L- last, last time I saw Severino, he was turning his head to allow home runs. Well, you know, you, you know the only upside with Severino is that that's the beauty of the one-year deal. The one-year deal is you're pitching, essentially, for your supper next year. 
So he knows he's got to be good if he's going to get himself another big contract next or next offseason. Right. That's why there's no bad one-year deals, in my uh, opinion. Got a tweet from someone. Yes, Hickey sir. Haynes says, The K-Show was not killing the Mets. Yankee boy Michael killing the Mets. Donna Peter defending the long-term plan. Okay, well, there you go. So, there you are. He doesn't like the offseason. Uh, I don't blame him. Well, see, if you were anti-Met offseason... The Senga news makes just, more, it's more fuel yeah, to the fire. Abs- That's all abs- it is. Absolutely. Now, look, I don't think even with Snell, even with Montgomery, I still don't think that puts the Mets even above the two other teams in the NL East. No, it, no I don't think there's anything they could do. That's why it would have been the, foolish spending. I don't want to do foolish spending, but I'd like to at least compete. You talk about you could be 500-ish and compete for a wild card. I'd like that. That Knowing the expectations this year, that would be exciting to me. I th- and, and, and look, we need to find out the Senga situation. But I don't think that there was any reason not to believe. Like you said, what is it, the, the, the Pocota projections or whatever? They had the Mets in the playoffs. They had them winning 83 games and making it as the third which, wild which, card. Which, by the way, if you're if you're going to the postseason with 83 wins, it's pathetic. The Diamondbacks I, did it I, last year and they I, went to the World Series. Oh, you know what? That's pathetic. Wasn't that? And, and the Phillies the year before, World uh, Series. I, I think yeah, they Diamondbacks won like 83 80, games. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's ridiculous. It, but that's, re- it really but is. Dave, that's baseball now, unfortunately. All right, well, unfortunately, that's baseball is right. From superchargers, exhaust kits, and more, eBay Motors has over 122 million parts to keep your ride or die alive with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply so today's a thursday we didn't have the open i'm just asking are we doing knob observations in dhiv today or or is that off the table as well because i don't know those are happening those are that's good we need that so why do those happen because i've decided that they should happen okay so what? What he's the grand poobah is what he is. He's making decisions. He's, he's the decision maker. MD. Thursday open out. Knobs Dehiv in. So at least you get that coming up to look forward to later in the show. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Good news or bad news on Julius Randle? We'll get to that and so much more. Ninety eight seven ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. 
Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You see what he's doing? Yes, you're getting this. Your song. This, this is my this is my baby. That's your song. So what? He feels guilty that there was no Thursday open. Oh, let's be clear. I, I'm being very transparent here, but I feel no guilt whatsoever. I was just say, Ray, that. is this a guilt no, spin? I feel no, no guilt okay. whatsoever. L- l- let me let me explain. He feels badly that I'm upset that there was no Thursday open, and to try to extend the olive branch. He plays my favorite all time. This might be an olive. This might be an olive branch, but there's uh, again, I will reiterate. There's no guilt well, whatsoever fine. on that. I'll tell you what, Rick's no gonna be guilt. Rick, Rick will be very Rick's, unhappy with Rick's you. been trying to kill this thing for months. Can we can we if well, we're okay. gonna be transparent, All right. let's be transparent. Let's Rick, sit, Rick's been trying to kill the Thursday open for months. Then stump Rothenberg dead. Then we bring in the feud. Where where do they go to college? You want you wanna start changing over segments? I mean the Thursday open was a staple of the show. It was quite a time. It was so quite basically, a time. like if there's no stump, I mean, if there's no Thursday open, then you're just going to part Thursday ways with morning? some of the other stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, it, then then it becomes chaotic. Then you're rebranding. Without the rules, show. we have anarchy. Then <laughs> <laughs> anarchy okay. it is. Then so uh, well, at least for today, we have anarchy. Um, Rashawn Hollis sends in a tweet. He says Dan Grosser should have done the Thursday open. Lazy bum. Well, okay, Rashawn. Good morning to you. But. Nobody even broached the fact to me that right. I should do this. See, that's the and, thing. and by the way, not for nothing, it's like I'm showing up to a restaurant and you're asking me to cook all the meals and I don't know where anything is. Like, I don't know how to do a Thursday open. I don't know how you guys do a Thursday Fair. open. Now, Bauer has done the Thursday open in the past. Well, there you go. Raymond has done the Thursday open in the past. You had numerous guys with Thursday open experience. No Thursday open. Right, or, ba- ba- Bauer volunteered and I told him no. Oh, don't do can it. Can I tell you something? He I'm, volunteered and he said no. He did. I was here for the volunteer. He said, let me do the Thursday Open. Maybe he wanted to do. Bauer, did you want to do the Thursday Open? No, nah, I'm good. I don't think it's a want thing. I don't Tom, know. But he was trying to be a but good soldier. But it's air time. Yeah. He, I mean, look, it was a chance for him to be part of the proceedings today. Right? I'm here. Let me do what I can to pitch in. Listen, he's going to be part of the proceedings. We've just started here. At, at the we, very we, least. We know this program. At the very least, I just wanted to know what was going on and to try and restore some order. But uh, I, I was told. Were no you, t- you okay, taking it back? Me. Tom, were you taking it back? When you, you showed up today and learned there would be no Thursday Open. No, not, not no, nearly as much as you. I, I think was, you're being overdramatic about I'm not this. being overdramatic. I was it, here. It, no, it's what we being, do. He's not being overdramatic. He's being Dave. That's right. There's a difference. When, when Ray delivered the message to Tom that there was going to be no Thursday Open, Tom right. just basically took it in stride, as if nothing. As if nothing. Whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I can't even Can I, can't I tell you something, it. though? All the times I've been a part of the show, and it's been a lot, like going back to even like you know last year in the summer and whatnot, it was quite extensive. Feel like I'm part of the family. You are I, part of the family. Oh, absolutely. So I think I've only sat through one Thursday open. Rick did it. Right. But that was it. How's that possible? Because again, we just probably bagged it. No. No, it happened. No. Raymond, we we never bagged the Thursday open. Raymond, be honest. Raymond. Ray, if it was me and let's say somebody else, not either Dave or Rick. There, there was just no yeah, Thursday open. You're asking a lot for me to remember that. There's so much that goes on. Well, no, I'm he, being honest. He, he could, he, he, Dan could very well be right. But I just I, got an I, email from Sergio. He says I'm, I'm disgusted with Santiago not having the Thursday open, which is a staple of the show, is inexcusable. It's nothing but pure laziness from Raymond. No, it's typical it, you, you, you Cowboys can, cheerleader. You, you can call it lazy. You can call it whatever you want. The fact of the matter is, I made a decision. You're going to have to live with it. I got raised back. I got raised back on this one because the two games tonight, I think, factor in. He's got a lot of work to do. That doesn't affect me. No, it doesn't affect you, but yeah. he's got the two games. And remember, we only got the word 
that RJ was going to be MIA like kind of late in the proceedings last night. I knew yesterday morning. When I heard him at 6, and I was like, oh, he sounds a little under the weather. And then he did stuff you missed at 9.15. I you knew, called him out. I knew, well, because he didn't sound well. I wasn't mean to him. I knew we were heading in the wrong direction. Yeah. I well, knew the, it. The fact that he even brought up the possibility that he might not even be in, you knew that it was serious. Because this guy, I mean, he'll, he'll work through anything. Snow, rain, sleet, he's hail, a, he's a fire, warrior. earthquake, it don't matter. Yeah, pandemic, it doesn't, doesn't That's matter. That's right. Um, Purple Belt Mike, Dan not doing the Thursday Open is a giant letdown. Just a bad way to start the morning. Can we have a do-over? No, we don't have a do-over. But again, nobody even brought up the fact that I should do the I Thursday don't Open. You. I don't like, blame I, you. I wouldn't know where to, it would be so disastrous. I wouldn't even know where well, there's to start. A, there's a template. So I don't even know the template. Yeah, but Raymond I, has I, it. I do, a, I do have a template. Because you asked me, I you're like, well, do you listen to the show? Listen, and I, Full transparency. So the Thursday Open happens, let me see, at the open of the show. Yeah. Hence the Thursday Open. Right, 6 o'clock. Dude, I'm not up at 6 o'clock listening to the show. If I don't have to be up, I'm not up. And I, and I don't blame you for that. I don't blame you at all. And These I don't blame Raymond hours. for not doing the Thursday Open. I blame Raymond for not taking control and divvying up the Thursday Open. We could have, we could have had a, you do the first half, Tom does the second. You do the whole thing. You get your feet wet. But no. Um, Is there a, and again, it goes against the. It's dead the, now. That, well, you, it's dead. Okay. So there's no chance. I mean, unless you what have I'm a flux you, capacitor that you can go back to six o'clock. No, it's over. Well, what if you could do almost like a West Coast version of the Thursday a nine o'clock? That's what I'm saying. Like a nine, hmm. since we have like a long thing, we could do a nine o'clock. So for those listening in California. Right. Hmm. I'm sure we all know people out in California. Bauer? Yes. What do you think about doing a uh, a West Coast Thursday? I open? think that's I, a great idea. I actually love that. You idea. like that? Would you like to do it? If you need me to, then well, I can do I, it. Well, I don't want to put too much on your plate, but I'd, I'd like to offer it to you first. Because clearly, Raymond's punted on the Thursday Open. I'll, I'll help Tom. Like you said, there's, show me a template, and I'm in. I'll help him out. I'd love to do the West Coast Open. Okay. Bauer, Grasa. Combined West Coast Open. Go. Tom, you say yes? Let's make it happen. Raymond, are you okay with this? I'm fine with it. Okay. Uh, email from Tony Dominguez. Better chance of happening. Both Yankees and Mets make the playoffs. Both Yankees and Mets miss the playoffs. Oh. Make. Real? Well, yeah. I, I need Because I, I don't see how the Yankees don't make the playoffs. But I need to see the Senga news. Well, how about this? Yeah, but I, but my, but I'm more Yankees centric. Where I'm saying there's there's no way, there's no way this Yankees team doesn't make the playoffs. Didn't we say the same thing last year at this time about the Mets? Didn't we say the same thing last year about the Mets at this time? There was no way they don't make the playoffs. Right. They were like and, a World and, Series and favorite. We sat there last year. It was, it was one of the most disappointing seasons in the history of baseball. If the Yan- if the Yankees don't make the postseason this year, Boone, oh yeah, gone. Cashman out. Cashman will get an extension. Yeah, right. he'll be the one to sell them on how to fix it. But if, if, if we can incorporate like a third choice in that, what's most likely going to happen, one makes it, the other doesn't make it. No. What's most likely to happen is Yankees make it and Mets don't make yeah, it. Yeah, so I mean, one right. makes it, the other doesn't. But if you had to choose both make it, both don't, what would you say? Make. Yeah. Because you're because you're more confident the Yankees will make it than anything else. There's no way that we're going to have like a repeat of last year where effectively both teams fall way short of expectations. No way. Well, but and also they have very different expectations. Right. Like Yankees are World Series expectations. Mets are, are they playing relevant games in September expectations? If, if, but if you look at the National League, right? Now, the Yankees are in a, a brutal division as well. Best division in baseball. Absolutely. If you look at the, the National League, are the Braves or the Phillies 
going to have a disastrous year where they like fall way short of expectations. No. Probably not, because it never happens. Phillies are going to win 100 games, and the Braves are—I are, uh, mean, Braves right. are going to win 100 games. Phillies are going to—that's uh, clearly a playoff. So team. that's one wild card. Okay, everybody else, there's legitimate questions, I think. Like the NL Central, I think some of those teams are going to be better, but— I don't think that they're a certainty by any stretch. Yeah, see, I don't look at the other teams and say, can, can I just don't well, know. I'm, the, I'm looking the at wild card spots. But I don't know why. that the, the Mets are going to be a team that's going to give you 85 wins. But, like, all right, let's just go down to the NOS. Dodgers are going to be a behemoth. We agree about that. I'm not a thousand percent convinced Arizona's doing what they did last year. I like their team a lot, but. But again, what did they do last year? They won, what, 84 games? They got 84 like they games. won 96 games. No, but they made a couple of good moves this offseason, too. Their rotation got a little bit better. But again, my analysis of, of the wild bat. card has nothing to do with anybody else. It's just I'm not sure if the Mets are going to get themselves to 85 wins. Well, it, it, I think other teams factor in because let's say you win eight. If you win 85, that might not be enough if you have like teams that win high 80s and even like low 90s. Sure. It's, it's, I mean, the Dodgers are in, Braves are in, Phillies are in. Somebody's going to win the NL Central, right? Right. So, so now you're looking at, at how many teams? That's four. Right. The, so the, two more wild cards. Right. So yes. Yeah, so so the Mets are now competing with those. But so you got to figure one more team's going to going to be good that you didn't expect to be good, right? right. Is it Arizona or the Padres? Padres got a new manager this year. Are they going to be a little bit better? Um, Giants got Bob Melvin now managing the team. Are they going to be a little bit better? And then those teams in the Central, like do the Cardinals bounce back after an awful season last year? What I mean, Mets, the Reds most are ready to take that next step. Cardinals not far off. That was a brutal no, season not far for the Cardinals. Off, but they're a little bit of an older group too. Um, you know, Chicago now has Council. It's going to be tough. You know, who's also made a couple of sneaky good moves here. The Marlins. Uh, listen, the Marlins are not far off no. to begin with. They won eighty-four so, games last year. Right. They could have easily gotten well, in. Well, they were there to the final week of the season. They did get in. They got Forgot. in. They got yeah. Who did they play? Skip Schumacher, remember? No. Well, he's their manager. No, I know who he is. But who yeah. who, who did they play in the in the playoffs? They lost to. So you have no idea though, right? Oh, off the top of my head, I can't remember. <laughs> I got you. Phillies. Phillies. They lost. Did they two they, games? Yeah, in the first two to the Phillies because yeah. I think they were all sweeps, right? Yeah, it was a bad Marlins first round. Got in. What a world we're living think in. Think about huh? it, right? So the Marlins and the Diamondbacks are playoff teams last year. The Diamondbacks went all the way to the World Series. And all the way to the World Series. All right, let, let's let's break. Oh, I did get another email. Ray pulled a Phil Jackson, fell asleep behind the wheel. Lazy, absolutely disgusting. Phil How? fell asleep behind the wheel when? Well, no, Phil fell asleep at the the combine. That's a bad analogy. Exactly. How does Grassa have the nerve to back Ray up? Be better, guys. That's from Strong Ron. I have the nerve to back Ray because I could do what I want, and I know the facts. Louis C. RJ's out and Ray's on a on a power trip. Hashtag disappointed. Wow. Yeah. I don't think Ray, you're not on a power trip. Oh. I don't think I am. Maybe he did maybe he did mushrooms and he's just on an actual trip. <laughs> you big you big fungus guy, Ray? <laughs> I don't know that I would be here if that were the case. No. They, again, Dave would know more about this than I would. I took mushrooms two times. When? High school. Pre podiatrist. Oh well well, well pre podiatrist. Did you share the story with the podiatrist? Did you ever do mushrooms? Me, no. Listen to no. RJ. No. How about you, Dave? Uh, twice, yeah. Was it like a after school type no, of thing? No, it was not like an after school special kind of thing. No. Weekend. Who did not have a good weekend? Uh, I peed was... my pants that day. I'm sorry? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, at a Yes concert. Really? Yeah. Like a little roundabout. Yeah. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? We uh, enjoyed it once because, fir- I mean, first you... time, greatly enjoyed it. Second time, I was like, eh, this is going to be the last time. Really? As I was doing it, I was like, I'm, this is going to be. Cold turkey. Yeah. But, I mean, Donald also has a drug history. 
Yeah, extensive drug history, yeah. apparently. But with, with his mesk and all these things that I'm not even familiar with. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 1-800-919-3776. The Mets calls lining up. We'll get to you guys. Tom Thibodeau gives an update on Julius Randle. And we'll hear from Julius Randle. And I'm told we have an observations in DHIF at 745. And at 9 o'clock, the, you know like the West Coast offense? That's right. The West Coast Open. All that and more. 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. As disappointed with Raymond as I am today, his music's been on point. No, he's grooving. You're right. He's, he's got it going on. So you can't crush the guy for everything happening. Right. Good job with the rejoins. Very nice. 1-800-919-3776. Are we doing top of the hour rejoins today, Bauer? Is that is that off the table? Oh, no. 7 a.m. we'll have a rejoin. And Beautiful. then at 9 a.m. we'll have the West Coast Open. Great. So will there be a rejoin into the West Coast Open? No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, how do you make that work? I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, you got to I don't know. I mean, it's uncharted territory, so I don't know what the... You got to pick one there. All right, so it's, so so you'll have one rejoin to work on today. That'll happen at seven nine o'clock West Coast Open. That's correct. Mm, I love it. And Let, I'm on credit for the West Coast Open. By you the get way. all the credit. Like so, if that's something that's going to happen in perpetuity, it's not going to be the grass perpetuity. West Coast but Open. It, it, you you get the credit for that happening today. So well, it could happen moving forward. We don't know. I'm pretty confident. No, the, the I mean, an open would happen at six. But thus, it didn't thus, happen today. Well, but that's why you got a West Coast Open. 
9 o'clock West Coast Open. I do like it. Let's go to some of the calls on the uh, the Mets. We'll start out with Christian in Queens and say good morning. Hi, Christian. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you guys doing? Good. What's up, buddy? Morning. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely optimistic going into the uh, the 24 season. Uh, maybe it's the, the disease of uh, being a diehard Mets fan, but I do like what, what Stearns has done thus far, really beefed up the bullpen and wants to see what he has. You know, uh, Alvarez being a number two prospect last year, really improved on his defense. You know, this is now his time to show what he can do offensively. Beatty, a top ten prospect as well. Um, you know, well, from what you really saw from Beatty well. and, and Vientos, I'm just wondering how you have such optimism. And I'm not saying they won't be better, but I'm just like, I'm wondering how you have such optimism from seeing those guys last season. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a reason Beatty was a top 10 prospect. Vientos still, you know, question marks around him, but rather than bringing in whatever he is, 36, 37-year-old J.D. Martinez, seeing what he can do, have him leave next year and still really not know what Vientos is after that, I think it's good just seeing what there is and seeing if we can compete in this fair. pretty much depleted. Fair. You, you know, at, at least I'll get an answer on Vientos this year. I think that's fair. Well, I think that there's also different levels of optimism. With I think Alvarez is on a different level than the other two guys. I think we're more a- confident in what Alvarez is going to well, give I know, you. I know Alvarez is going to be yeah. a stud. Ba- Beatty, the clock is ticking already. I know that he's still young, but the clock is ticking a little bit. Because sure. in this town, especially and with the expectations and the payroll this team is going to have, I think, in the next couple of years, if he's not hitting his weight, they're going to find a solution at third base, and it's not going to be him. Or he's going to be traded for some veteran, and some other team is going to take a low-cost flyer on him. Bait, I mean, Alv- um, Vientos, I-, I don't know. Like The Zips projections for Vientos this year are insane. Insanely like, good? Yeah, like 20-something home runs, and I think it's like 70-something RBIs. I saw this a-, a few weeks back, but I was just like, when I saw them, I was like, Really? Based on what? I think he's going to go 2070? That's what I'm saying. Like, do you, And not only that, do you think that he's even going to have the playing time to put up these numbers? I think that he's they're going to find a way to give him playing time. And I, I like if you think you're not going to be great, why not at least kick the tires and see what he's capable of doing this year? I will tell you this, though. Well, I think that's what they're doing. Right. And, I, and I'm okay-ish with that. I like David Stearns. I do. And I think that he's going to be good. So, you know, I, I feel like it's kind of like Joe Shane and Brian Dable-ish with me is... I believe in those guys, so I'm willing to back off a little bit. I believe in Stearns. I'm willing to take a step back and l- let me see how this plays out before I crush the Mets. Yeah, look, Steve Cohen's not a fool, right, to get to where he's gotten to in life. The fact that he's paying David Stearns all this money and doing what he, you know, and letting him run the show, it's for a reason. Like, we were talking about it during the break. Like, David Stearns ran the Milwaukee Brewers. They made the playoffs, I think, like five years out of a six-year period. And that's on, you know, uh, shoestring, shoe-string budget. budget. Exactly. They when have, no have money the Mets there. ever made the playoffs five times in a six-year span in 60-plus years well, they, they of the history nev- of the franchise? Have. Never. Never. They ever made it three years in a row? I don't think in so. In a row? No. No. That's what I think about that. They never made the playoffs more than twice in a row. I think that only happened twice. This is not a franchise that is used to success. You know, they have to almost, like, pretend these banners and these placards that they put up at City Field because you don't have championship banners. I, I think there are Mets fans that expected Steve Cohen to come in here and spend so much money every year and do we sign Otani and Soto and this and keep Alonzo and to have an offseason, which in fairness has been underwhelming, is kind of startling to the Mets fan. But look around baseball, though. There are a lot of teams that have underwhelming off-seasons, that aren't very active, that don't make big, splashy moves. But you know what? They find themselves in the playoffs in October. Uh, maybe and he we'll, used to maybe run we'll one be of sitting those here teams. in October and people will eat crow and say, boy, were we wrong? 
You know which one? You know which one people are sleeping on? Like what, talking t- about the team? Mets? No, the, no, with the Mets. Like in all the p- possible like things. A, like a piece that. Yes. That, hmm. It's Diaz. Oh, people Diaz are going forgetting back. that Diaz is coming back. Right. Right. I, I mean, and I don't even think like the back end of their bullpen was out awful because Robertson was good before they you know traded, and that's what got him traded. You know, Robertson had himself a and good year. And then he year. was brutal once they traded. Oh, him. he was terrible. But Diaz coming back. I mean, that is a big, big piece. And people are sleeping on it's it. A, it's a huge piece. And and again, I like the acquisition of, of Harrison Bader. For sure. I do. I mean, when, when and it's a big if, when he's healthy, he's a, I mean, he's a, a gold glove center fielder. He's he's a demon on the base pass. right? And again, the lineup is good. So Harrison Bader's going to bat seventh. You know what? I'll sign up for that any day of the week. I don't even think seventh might even be selling him too high. He might be an eight or a nine hitter, oh, depending okay. on how they go. Well, that's the point. Right. Yeah, I stick him seven or eight or nine. I love it. Look, we ran down the laundry list. Not every single one of those is going to hit. When I say, like, you know, not everyone is going to perform like we're saying they can perform or they have performed in their past. But there's enough there to where even if more than half of those guys perform to the back of their baseball card. Well, Nimmo's got to be terrific and McNeil's got to be good. And Lind- like, like the guys you're counting on have to be good. Right. Right now, the weak spot in that team is what? Third base. Third base is a, is a big question mark. I mean, first, you're fine. Second, you're fine. Short, you're fine. Catcher, you're fine. Third is a question mark. Left, you, I mean, Nimmo should be fine. Bader, when healthy, fine. And center, and Marte, and right. I mean, it, it's a good team. Like that, the defensively, offensively, that's a good baseball team. If you're asking me in the lineup, like the everyday players, who the X factor is this year, it's Marte. I think that's fair. That changes the complexion of that lineup completely because think about two years ago how good he was. He's been great. Exactly. He was irrelevant last season due to injury. Right. And now where are we? The thing is, how old is Marte? But he could still perform, and he's playing for a contract too, right? Isn't he? Isn't this his walk year? I thought he has one more year. Maybe it's one. That's right. It was a four-year deal. But still, I mean, he's not getting any younger. And these guys, he had, look, he had a rough go of it that previous offseason. He had double groin surgery. Then he got hurt again during the season. Remember, he was dealing with the migraines and all this. He just never could get off the ground last season. This year, he's healthy. You hope that he's more like the guy you saw in 2022. I'll even take, like, oh, he went 22 and, and 80. Which oh, went, like, take it. Uh, you know, I, I, don't need, I don't need, you know, 32 and 104. Like, just give me a season where it's like, oh, you know, Marte was good. He was healthy and he was good. No, but that's him. I mean, in a nutshell, that's what Marte is anyways. About that, like, 2080 type thing. So, like, perfect world. Uh, Nimmo leads off. Uh, yeah. Marte in the two-hole? Could be N- McNeil. Well, I'm perfect world. You walk me through what do you see? You want to go lefty-lefty? Maybe. I, for me, I'll give you mine. It's Nimmo, Marte. I want Marte more in the middle of the order. Lindor. Maybe like five. Alonzo. Maybe they switch it when they face a lefty, you know? What if you, are you opposed to hitting Lindor second? Because then you have a switch hitter there. No. And, and then, then you can put McNeil, McNeil third. third. Yeah. Or Marte third. Possibly. And if, if Marte is Marte, maybe he bets third. I think that those are the— Nimmo's first. Right. Alonzo's fourth. Correct. Those are the two things that are locked in. I just don't love—I mean, the thing that I don't love and, and also is, like, is the DH spot. Like, I, I joked with somebody last year. Well, that, what, what's wrong with signing J.D. Martinez to a one-year Nothing. deal? That's the guy I wanted back in, 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 in freaking October. But I don't understand. If you, if you don't—well, here's what's going to happen. You're going to get Beatty— and, and Vientos combining for third base and, and DH. Like, I was joking. Like, remember when they sold everybody off last year and they, like, waved the white flag? 
DJ Stewart was getting at bats, and every a time lot, he'd a get lot of, a, a lot good. of the bats, right? He was okay, but I said like, oh geez, watch watch JD or DJ Stewart, God forbid, be like a factor on the team next year. DJ Stewart's your left-handed or your uh, yeah left-handed DH, basically right now at the beginning of the season. No, I was like, I can't believe we're living in this reality. When he's, you have JD a, Martinez, he's a big part to this team. But I thought he was only here because he was a Buck guy from the Baltimore days, and yet he's still here. I, I don't have the answer for you. I don't, but I'll, I'll say that like the lineup should be good. I'm not worried about the lineup. No, nor should you be. Rotation? That's another story, Bob. Panic. Terrible. No, that don't want to say terrible. It's terrible it's, yet. It's not. It's not good. Marte, by the way, two years ago when he made the All Star team. Yeah, give me his numbers. Now he got hurt in the he second. He saw a lot of bases that year. He got hurt in the second half of the season, so he only played 118 games. But he was only 16 and 63. Really? Yeah. He only, but he only played 118 games. 118 games. Right. So that is 292. Uh, with stolen bases, stolen bases, stolen bases. Where the hell's the stolen bases? He had a bunch. What are you looking on that you can't find stolen bases? I guess I missed the stolen bases. Hang on. Oh, here huh. it is. Uh, 63. Boy, I have completely revisionist history. I remember like 30. And- Excuse me, 18. <laughs> I was looking in the wrong column. You, you, you know what? He no. How about this? See, you went he from almost 60. Got, he almost got you to retract. Sixty-three. No, but the year before that, the year before that, when he was traded, when he was with um, Oakland and Miami, when he, in twenty-one, he like led the league in stolen bases with forty-seven. What were you looking at that you saw sixty-three? That was the RBI column. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of numbers and charts and graphs that I'm scrolling up and down the thing here. Like, think of, remember back in the day, like. Vince Coleman stole 100 bases three yeah, straight years. I remember Ricky Henderson stealing 130. It's am- it's amazing. And now, like, when and, somebody and now steals— now it's easier to steal bases. Well, with the big bases, the pizza boxes. You know, when people uh, steal 50 bases, we throw them a parade and say, Oh, the running game. The I running mean, game is back. O- Omar Moreno stealing 80 bases. Ron LaFleur stealing bases. Vince Coleman stealing 100 bases. Ricky Henderson, on a bad year, stealing 60 bases. Well, that a lot of these rule changes they wanted to they, well, they bring want, back they more, the run more action. Yeah, the stolen base is very exciting. I like I like a good stolen base. Who doesn't like the stolen base? Oh, love the stolen base. Yeah, I could spend a full weekend with a stolen base. Sure. Yeah, who couldn't? Let's go to Stomatis in Astoria. Good morning, Stomatis. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We're we're good. Good man. Good man. All right. So I'm calling about the Mets. So I'm a big Mets fan. Uh, so I want to say the outfield. Um, so Stearns has come from Milwaukee where he was notorious for uh, defense first. Um, so he's doing the same thing here, which I like. So you got, you know, we've got Bader, Nimmo, and Marte. And if you think about it, like, I think you're kind of be hard-pressed to find a better defensive outfield in, in baseball. I know it sounds a bit much, but, uh, you know, it's, I was thinking about it last night, and I don't see anyone, if, if all three are healthy, having a better outfield uh, defensively than them. Um, it's, cer- it's certainly up one. there. I mean, here, here's the thing. When you have an elite defensive center fielder, it makes it much easier on the corner guys. And that's what the Mets have, right? I mean, Bader is – I mean, the thing is, how many games he plays, there's your question. But when he plays, an elite defensive center fielder. I agree. I agree. Uh, and one more small thing. So it's like I was thinking about one more thing. This year coming up for the Mets, <clears throat> those arguments about, you know, if it's disappointing if they make the playoffs or not, or what do we what to expect? I'm looking at the 2016-2017 Yankees, where they 2016 they sold off Chapman and they got back Glaber and all that, and then that 2017 team they had a, like a, a nice mix of everybody, and then they were bringing up Judge and bringing up all these guys, and then they made that nice run all the way to the ALCS against the Astros, I believe. 
Um, game the seven. Could... Sorry? Made it all the way to game seven. That was, that was their peak in the last 10 years. Yes, yes, yes. But it was that moment in time where, you know, they meshed the young and the old and, they, you know, they made it work. If you kind of look at it, if you sit back and look at this current Mets team, I see almost a mirror image of that scenario between the two seasons. I mean, as a Mets fan, I'm hoping so, you know, but, you know, if you just kind of linger around that wild card in the last couple of weeks, I think it'll be a good year for the Mets. I, you know what the thing is, too? Like, as I, I guess I'll say down, like, like I'm not fired up right now about the Mets. We get to March 28th. I'll, I'll be like a kid in a candy store. You know, even even when they were supposed to see, that's the thing with baseball. Like even when your team is supposed to be bad, opening day and the Mets, Mets are the best opening day team in in baseball. Oh, they never lose opening day. They, like it's it's documented. Yeah. They're the best opening day team. It's the un, it's the other 161 games that gives them trouble historically. But you're always going to go in thinking that your team's going to be good. And look, uh, the previous what was his name? The previous caller, Stamatis. Stamatis. Yeah. He brought up the Yankees in 2017. You don't even have to go back that far. Like, the template is in place. Diamondbacks last year. Phillies the year before that. Meaning, you just get into the playoffs, anything and, and you can don't happen. Know. Right. Anything can happen. Well, and that that's has been kind of the Yankees' mantra. It's, it's a crapshoot, so why are we going to go crazy to spend all this money, you know, continually? Now, that Yankee team, that I don't know if it's necessarily a, a, an appropriate comparison because, remember, you had Judge come of age that year and had an MVP season. Yes. Like, I don't know if the Mets have that guy. Well, they, don't. Gonna, they don't. He's not let, gonna, let me answer that yeah, for you. They don't. They don't. Um, USA Today has uh, some off-season rankings. Really? Yeah. Of how how these teams did in the. Uh, is that a Bob Nightingale vehicle? It, it's exactly what it is. Interesting. What, what, where do you think he has the? Well, let, let's let's go through some of these teams here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yankees. What do you think? Orioles A minus. Oh, so the grades. Yeah. Red Sox D. Yeah. What do you think the Yankees are at? B plus. You're good. Yeah. Yankees get a a good firm B plus. You put that one on the refrigerator. That's he a said one. an A plus. Really, given what they were working with, but acquiring Soto was going to require weakening some of their pitching depth. Mm-hmm. Backfilling with Marcus Stroman is adequate. Rays get a B. Blue Jays C. Mm-hmm. White Sox C minus. Guardians C. Tigers C minus. Royals B. Astros B minus. Dodgers. What do you think Dodgers get? Obviously, like A plus plus. Uh, D. Oh no, that's Angels get a D. A- Angels get a D. <laughs> How do you misread the Dodgers? Well, you you gave Marte sixty three steals. Uh, A's get an F. How about that? The A's get an F. Uh, Mariners A minus. National League A's. A's got an F because he couldn't give him a G. Uh, Atlanta B minus. Marlins F. F. Mets. What they get? C plus. Lower Bob. C. Lower Bob. A D? Lower Bob. F? Oh, an F plus. You can't give out an F well, plus. Uh, in, in Bob, Bob gave him an F plus? F plus. What's F- his, what, what is his uh Remember when they were scaring the daylights out of everyone with Steve Cohen's checkbook? Well, really hit with, reality hit with nothing more than $200 million, uh, a loss to show for their record payroll. They tried to sign Yamamoto. Once they lost out, decided to pass on the other marquee free agents. They signed Luis Severino, Sean Manaya traded for Adrian Hauser simply to fill out the rotation. They're content to tread water this year. We'll listen to trade offers for all-star first baseman Pete Alonso at the trade deadline. Should go for the gusto next year with Juan Soto in their sights. F+. plus. So basically, Bob's rationale there is, when the Mets tried to sign Yamamoto, see, like, I can see people 
dump it on the Mets if they didn't try to make a strong effort to bring in Yamamoto, which they did. They offered him over $300 million. They had him over to Steve Cohen's house for dinner. Yeah. They actually, in his house didn't for Didn't Cohen dinner, go to uh, Japan? Cohen went to Japan. Yeah. So if they didn't do that, the, the, the pivot then is not because the money is bur- irresponsibly, money burning a hole in your wallet. Then you just throw it at some yo-yo like Blake Snell and give him, you know, eight years or whatever the hell he wants. That's like what old regimes do. You're not going to do that. That's it, not it, smart I, I business. I will say this, though, at Bob's defense. That, that they no, there is no defense. No, they didn't do a lot to get better this season. They didn't. The Mets are like the Mets are taking a step back to take. No, two I steps understand forward. that, but I don't like the logic where he says just so. Like if Bob was running the team and he had this money, just because I gave Yamamoto or offered him more than three hundred million, I'm going to take that and give Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery two hundred million. That's not the way you build teams. It's fair. And but, remember, but there this, are pieces you could have added short term that would have made well, this team better. Right it now, it takes two to tango. Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, they don't want short term. Oh, deals. you know, have a JD well, Martinez. J.D. Martinez makes you a better team right now. But he's referring to pitching. All right, That's all I'm staying on. Uh, And remember, uh, this team won 101 games two years ago. Oh, I know. And then completely soiled themselves in the postseason. Who's not there from that team, by the way? Remember, Jacob DeGrom pitched two months that year. Right. Max Scherzer was in and out for that year. I mean, okay, he was was healthier than DeGrom, but still, in the biggest games, Max Scherzer gave you nothing down the stretch. Max Scherzer as a Met was a tremendous disappointment. 100%. So that's what I'm saying. You're getting Diaz back. Look at the roster from that 101-win team to what you have now. It really ain't all that different. Let's be real. Starting pitching takes a big hit. Okay, well, if you have if you have a healthy Senga... It's a big if right now. Right. And then who's your two? Right now, who's your two? I understand the starting pitching not as good, but remember, DeGrom was only there for like two months I at understand. the end of the season. I understand. Uh, Anita Mark's going to be live from the park at UBS Arena. That's this Saturday, February 24th, noon, high noon, before the Islanders' matinee matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're giving away, this is a lot, big giveaway, four pairs of lower bowl tickets, one pair of premium club seats at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app. Here's what you do. You can't, you can't, you're not eligible. Uh, I'm not in. But no. when I say you, it's like the, the royal you. Scroll down to contest, submit your entry. Join the New York Islanders for every thrilling matchup in March. Take advantage of special ticket pricing for upcoming home games at UBS Arena and be there for all the exciting action on the ice. Get your tickets today at NewYorkIslanders.com slash March. All right, now secure the seats and the memories this year from Vivid Seats. Your home for every slam dunk, slap shot, stolen base. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn with every single purchase. From buzzer beaters to walk-off homers, Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the games that matter the most to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.